out of character. Very scary. So where are we at? Do you feel like you're ready or, or more or less ready? Yeah, I'm pretty close. Uh, a little discussion could probably finish me up pretty quick. So, to understand the rune, I must learn all I can from the Guardian of the Well. Certainly, having a conversation will be useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Godfrey persists in overstepping his bounds. I must put him in his place. Okay, direct action. Uh, the truly noble don't have to be compelled to keep their promises. Something, something. What? <laughs> there is one thing that I've kind of been thinking about a lot this week, but it's one of those beliefs that would directly contradict another belief and ensure that I don't get a deeds point, but I would never be able to spend the deeds point anyway. You know, I made a promise to seal the well. So as a truly noble person, even though I don't have to rely on him to lift the curse anymore, I still I still said I was going to do something, basically. And I got to follow through on it. Well, if we're talking Quentin, it was only to... That might be an example. Or it might be me trying to go off in another direction to keep that Deeds, po- deeds Point Avenue open. I could bring him up as an example because basically Quentin did not respect or believe in my nobility, so he brought out the idol. So he basically he directly insulted me <laughs> by having me swear on the idol that I was going to help him and not seek retribution. And I'm like, well, he doesn't know that a truly noble person doesn't need to be compelled or even incentivized to keep their promises. And by insulting me, he basically null and voids the other things that I was claiming. But mostly the first sentence was largely leading up towards, and I went off into something, something, because I was not sure I really wanted to go as far as saying, the truly noble don't have to be compelled to their keep their promises. I must seal the well, as I promised to the faithful of the Allmaker. Uh, do you mean specifically uh, the turkey now? Yes, I mean the turkey. Did you actually, Did you, you said you would help, right? The words I said were, we have a covenant. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I said, I'm going to seal the well, but the context is, I don't know how I could, I don't know how I could interpret my words any other way. No, that's fair. Yeah, I forgot that that was the, the um, triggering condition for the whole like, oh, oh dear, you're throwing in with them, then then there'll be no treasure. Okay, let's let's get rid of that annoying guy. Right. That's when Mr. Godfrey really started going nuts, <laughs> and I had to try to cast a spell, and that's that's where all of our fun rolls kind of resulted from was me saying that sentence. All right. So how do you want to approach this this session? If her belief truly is the truly noble don't have to be compelled to keep their promises, mm-hmm. what is the action she she is to undertake this time? And she's she's got to seal the well. well. That's what she promised, right? Well, that's what she promised, yeah. But that would that would not go in. That would not you know follow from your your belief, right? If the belief is the truly noble don't have to be compelled to keep their promises. Oh, they don't have to be compelled to keep... Do uh, you mean that the truly noble always keep their promises? They don't have to be forced to keep their promises. Is that... Maybe I'm not reading this properly. 
Yeah, that is a that is a good question. The distinction between don't have to be compelled and always. It's implied, right? Because I've got I've got three different promises that I've made this campaign, and they're not all compatible with each other. Well, that's great. <laughs> like the third one, direct the third promise directly negates the second promise. Because if I seal the well, I'm not getting Quentin a promotion or a or a better job. Well, I mean, you could always attempt to get him a better job in a different way. Right, doesn't have to be this way. If if you're of the opinion, yeah. Especially now that the pressure has been removed of the uh, the crawler mark of the crawler, so I could potentially still find a way to make them all work. But mostly, mostly compulsion, and uh, it's it's kind of like last week where I was obsessed all week about what I was going to say. This week it's been less so because I'm like, there's no way to plan everything is chaos. It can go in so many different directions. <laughs> but there is definitely a little speech that has gone in my head a couple of times about true nobility and being able to keep promises. We'll make sure you never get to say it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You tried real hard last time. Real hard. And I have to commend you for the effort. Anyway, instincts. Never pass up a chance at new knowledge. And when cornered, exploit small-minded cowardice. Excellent. Should I go down the traits? Base humility. There is one entity here to be tumble in front of. You can call me Orson. <laughs> uh, Tight-fisted, class-conscious, which uh, feeds directly into a current belief. You know what I love about this next trait? Frequent bather. Yeah, it's symbolically funny because this is the well. <laughs> and... Uh, things that aren't character, mark of privilege, gifted, sense of direction. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Godfrey. Zigzag. Wilton. Uh, I adore her, so I will do my best to show her ladyship the right way to use her powers. Of course, I don't know that right now, because all I know is that she's over there all glowy with, or actually, there's a tendril attached to her. Right. Actually, do I even notice that? You know what? I actually haven't even noticed that. I don't think you have. It's it, That's something Crowley noticed, for sure. But you likely will notice in this session, and your beliefs are also your, your player priorities, not necessarily... I mean, you're going to... It's ideal to write them in through the lens of your character, but they're really about what you want to do with your character in the game, right? So we can, we can allow a little meta-knowledge into this. Perfectly fine. Um, I will make sure her ladyship escapes from the well. Okay, so take her, bring her out of there. Alive. And I will find some sort of treasure in these ruins and make it mine. Okay? Because, you know, so far, big goose egg. Instincts. Shoot first, ask questions later. And always rescue the fair damsel. I mean, yes, I'm double dipping in that one again, but... As long as it gets you to trouble. My character traits is Call of the Sea, Sea Legs... Bruiser. Oh, I get to use Bruiser. I may actually get to use Bruiser in this next session. And Iron Stomach. That looks doable for today. All right. Crowley, I must deal with the the being manifesting itself so I can leave with some ancient riches. All right. Deal with in whatever manner gets you treasure. All right. Okay. Uh, I must find the treasure in the ancient city. The first one seems like a refinement of the second one to me. How do you view that? 
And we haven't found any actual treasure as such. Right. So so the first one seems like an actual concrete way of finding out, is there treasure? Get me some treasure, right? I suppose. Yeah, I'm, I'm right now. We wouldn't have no idea what this thing is and its agenda and whether it actually has anything to do with treasure or not. I mean, it seems like the only solid lead, maybe. Yeah. I'm still, I know that uh, Sawbones has been talking about a Guardian. Yeah, you've been present a couple of times when they were um, talking about weird, weird stuff like that. Certainly with the map uh, uh, interpretation, at least once. But that would free up belief number two to, you know, write something about a different pirate, uh, for instance. And I must ensure this other group does not interfere with our acquisition of riches. You should probably write something about a specific person, either, either the turkey or if you want to be sure to get a persona. I mean, it's perfectly fine the way it is but it's a little vaguer than it could be. That's all. If you want to name, like, I, I, you know, I must ensure the turkey does not interfere with our acquisition of riches, right? Then that's, he's right in front of you. You can deal with him. Mm -hmm. Anyone else have, like, suggestions for a, for a second belief? Like, a, is there, like, a thing that's been going on between you pirates that um, you think maybe Crowley is, par is a part of? Does Crowley give a shit about, um, about Susan? about keeping the witch on board she's here to get us to this ancient treasure D does he care about his uh fellow pirate wilton clearly you you attempted to help him out last session yeah after i dangled the carrot in front of him <laughs> it might be something like you know as long as wilton is on my side you know watch his back or it doesn't have to be we are best buds <laughs> <laughs> doesn't feel actionable it feels very very soft and like i will support wilton as long as he supports our the goals of the the crew or something like that but that's kind of i mean not everything has to be a persona belief if in the course of this session you support wilton generally fate if you find a particular situation in the session don't be afraid to be like hey uh I'm I'm putting this in my belief here, right? I'm going to help Wilton deal with blah. Then you have a, an actual actionable thing that you can revise it with. But it doesn't have to start that way. Put that in there as a TBD. Yeah. Are are we more or less satisfied? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, dipping back into the subterrane carbon chamber with the four pylons and the weird... Uh, cube uh, anomaly thing distortion the leg leg shot uh mildly leg shot uh turkey um crawling backwards toward a wall wilton following with his uh new knuckle duster does that give me any advantage at hurting him or it's a brawling weapon because brawling can use all kinds of imp improvised weapons right you, if you pick up like a chair you can use brawling for that so we'll figure it out if it comes into play. And we, we have, uh, obviously, <laughs> Crowley looking at his pistols, maybe, that, you know, just didn't fire. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's no smoke. There's no spark. They just didn't fire. <laughs> click, click. Yes. <laughs> we have Susan with the kind of distorting tendril reaching out to her hand, the hand that made the gesture, the symbol she intended to use to, to put the fear in, um, in Wilton. You know, looking up maybe at the at the uh, center of this um, distortion where this wizard question mark figure 
is kind of materializing dimly coming into view. Maybe like a the occasional times in TV shows where they like they start the next episode with, you know, the the beginning of the following episode isn't exactly like the previous one. So we hear the whole like um, the well is your destiny, but this time, you know, they repeat. It's you know, it's clearly a retake, right? And it's like the well is your destiny, Susan. The guardian of the well, I presume. It is your destiny and your doom. He does not seem to respond to your to your assertion that he is the guardian. Everyone can hear this guy, by the way. If you care, it's a different story. Mr. Godfrey and Mr. Crowley, if you could take a break from attempting to murder the monsieur... Why should I do that? Because I'm about to hold a very delicate negotiation. I'm standing over him and say, say one word. One word. I have my hilt at him. Yeah, he's kind of levering himself up, supporting himself by the wall, you know, holding holding where his leg was shot. He, It doesn't look bad, but he, you get the feeling that he thinks he's worse off than he is. Can I intimidate him into silence? Please try to. Uh, yeah, sure. Standing over him, broken sword in hand, blood in my eyes, give me a reason to, to beat you into a pulp. I'll give you an advantage, I. Yeah, all right. And I'm not going to spend Arthur on this. What's the base obstacle? If you succeed, uh, he is going to do his best to keep his peace. If you don't... Yeah, there's going to be blood. He's not going to attack you, but he's not going to consider you a threat. And he will keep mouthing off and potentially... You know what happens when he speaks, right? He has the power to do things. So what's my base obstacle? His will or... It is five. I, I'm not going to do much unless I get a six. Does his one obstacle wound penalty do anything, or is that only when he has to roll? I think so. I got a six, so I'm going to roll. His will has not been taxed, right? So it should only be when he does something. Yeah, I failed. He has a god on his side. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But he's holding his peace for now, because he seems to be more intent listening to uh, or viewing whatever is coming out of this distortion than, than looking at you. That's probably the reason he wasn't too terribly terrified, right? Because you're, you're backlit and you have <laughs> you know, the, the broken shoulder. <laughs> okay, so there was the back and forth between uh, Susan and you. What What is uh, Crowley doing? He's appeared in the middle of the well. He's not he's staying in the well, or is he coming out of the well? He's still within the cube, but he's very slowly moving toward the edge of the cube nearest to Susan. And the closer to the the edge of the cube he gets, the more distinct he becomes. First, he was more like a uh, like a solid shadow, and the closer he gets, the, the less indistinct and shadowy he becomes, and more more the more solid and and human he becomes. Right, you start to see detail. You start to see uh, that he's a, a man, a little pale, bald. He's wearing some sort of dark robes. He's wearing some kind of um, sequ- uh, ornament of sequenced gold question mark plates on his uh, kind of like a what's the term the medieval hoods that people used to be wear used to wear with the that cover the shoulders it's a hood and a, and a kind of very very short poncho <laughs> uh, i don't know what the, what it's called it's basically a hood but yeah it's kind of like that but it's made of sequenced gold uh and there's a plate in the middle of his chest that has this glowing symbol on it his robe sleeves are kind of short and you can see that his forearms are wrapped in the cerements of a mummy. 
and he also has like cerements wrapped around his neck, but his face and head are you know exposed, and it's not like he looks rotten or anything. That's that's what he looks like now that he's approaching the the edge of the cube slowly. What do you want from us? He seems to ignore you. He seems to be intent on Susan. Yeah, that's what I thought. You have me at a disadvantage, sir. Long have I studied and tried to understand your name and nature. Could you tell me your name? He looks at you. He has an odd combination of serenity and disdain on his face. He points to your hand, uh, and it seems like he's, he's almost not paying attention to what you're saying. And he points to your hand and he says, already you have started down your path to destruction. And I want you to go to your character sheet and uh, under stats and skills, there should be a blank space for attributes, two blank spaces, in fact. In one of them, you are going to write corruption. All right. Uh, and it starts at B1. This is an emotional attribute. You have tapped the well for personal use, personal reasons. You don't know the well very well. <laughs> no. But you're not necessarily aware of this as a, as a character. But between you and me, uh, Susan now has a, a little hint of meta, metaphysical creation corruption. So that's what he says. And he does not even appear to acknowledge the notion of names or that you might have something useful to say that isn't directly related to, you know, the well. I'll absently, like kick a rock into the well to see what happens uh i think uh it goes in and then you don't see it because of how all these distortions function right it just it's like i said it's very difficult to actually look at without feeling sick how it shifts and twists and morphs you can't see the other side through the the cube or maybe you can but it's hugely distorted continually distorting um, you don't hear it landing inside. Well, uh, Sawbones, we brought you here for a reason. Yeah. So the more I use the well, the more quickly my doom will process upon me. Sounds like life. <laughs> right, I'm going to write that down for a humor art later. <laughs> yeah, I'll second that. Uh, was this something Susan intended to say to the figure? Yes. I think the figure looks at you like like you are repeating something that was already known. If I might be so bold, could I see what happened to Commander De Palma in this room? Power flows through you. So I look back in time to see what happened to Commander De Palma. Right. Since I think it was said last time that I was aware of like all times through this thing. Dimly, yes, yeah. It's not, it's not like you you're you're sitting with a remote control to the television. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a sustained spell, and we're going to use the element of water in the symbol of memory. So, okay, I think something very similar to when the turkey used his weird faith powers or sorcery or whatever it is he he was using happens, uh, which is things start to behave oddly so you start to hear echoes of things and all of you uh, start to hear weird echoes of things and some of them are things that you have said in the past with each other maybe even in confidence to someone else 
And some of are things that you can hear yourself saying that you know you've never said, perhaps even words that you could not conceive of yourself saying or, or believing, at least. All the, the weird like um, carvings in here, uh, they seem to kind of t on and off um, come alive like like the like they're kind of reforming and and degrading again like the the dirt comes off them they you know the color comes back into the painting because clearly clearly the the carvings on the walls were painted at one time they come back vividly and sort of half fade in a weird mix uh, and you can all hear the turkey kind of shouting in backwards tongues as this is happening and Susan, alone, you uh, see instead of this figure, you see before you, kind of in the cube, you see yourself. Uh, it's as if you are in inside of De Palma, and you, you walk up to this figure, uh, and you say, I compel you in the name of, the, of our majesty. Uh, you will serve me, and you will serve my purposes. And um, the figure tells him, this well serves only vanity and destruction and so you too will be destroyed and you can see de palma attempting you you can see yourself as de palma attempting some kind of spell some kind of sign and there's a horrible wrenching feeling uh as he you think he's attempting to take control over the energy here but instead he is uh you know the energy rushes into him and you can feel him being restructured from the inside out, like it's a horrible uh, experience. Uh, you can record a difficult steel test, just record it, don't roll. Just the experience of having gone through it uh, is harrowing enough and that that fades, right? And now you're standing before the same figure in the present and the weird effect fades for everyone. And you start to hear uh, the turkey mumbling, all maker protect us, all maker protect us, all maker protect us. What do you guys do? I mean, at this point, I probably turned around and I've now finally noticed what the hell's going on with Susan. Yeah, with all the cra weird, crazy shit happening. Yeah, <laughs> I don't don't suppose there'd be any benefit in trying to redo what I have undone. This warning is very effective. Humbled, sir. It is clear that it is unwise for us to meddle with you much further. But I must know if you will tell me the meaning of the rune. So when I'm looking at her, does she look any different than she did before? Or she still looks like Susan? She looks like Susan, yeah. Maybe Susan has a different expression on her face you maybe haven't seen. I don't know. Well, I've, I've just found out what happened to Commander De Palma, and I'm like, okay, so basically he's saying... Something not much different from that is happening to me because I've dared to meddle with the power of the well. I am pretty horrified. He says, the power courses through you. Power always courses through you. You are the power. Your lineage always has been the power. You cannot escape it. So use it better than the Dabinian guy and let's profit from it. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to profit from it. <laughs> we came here looking for a treasure. You got the power. I've always had the power. But you got more now. Yeah, 
well, now I know that I'm descended from the rulers of Uru. Of course, you're, you're, you're gifted. <laughs> well, your majesty, where's the treasure? We're like the Dominion. We're looking to control the world. We just want to live well within it. Yeah. Well, at the very least, we secure the site and have control of the site. We can basically sell that to the Canlegia to come and study everything that's going to be left after we're done. Yeah, 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 the Canlegia. Money, treasure, booty, right now, not in the future. What do we have right now we can bring back and sell? Yeah, can you trust these Canlegia guys to not be... Assholes. Cor- yeah, corrupted like the uh, Dominion. I definitely know at least one asshole. He wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah, the turkey is totally on board. He's like, listen to your compatriots. This is madness. You cannot possibly contemplate this. We had a covenant. Shut up. Stop being on our side. <laughs> For a second. There, I, think, I, think there was, I think there was a word that was dropped there, Wilhelm. Because I think you sound, it sounded to me like you said, listen to your companions. Yes, yes. The turkey sounds uh, like he's all, all on board with your companions. He's like, listen to your companions. Uh, you, you cannot possibly contemplate this. We had a, coven- a covenant. It's madness. I'm starting to see just how mad it is, yes. But if I'm going to conjure up some treasure, that's probably going to destroy my soul. What's a soul? I understand you're dealing with this strange magic power, but come on. Wait, if you got the power and you've always had the power, can't you use it to undo your corruption? I mean, what is all power being all powerful if you can't make sure you can do it without any? I don't think it works that way. Are you not all powerful? No, I am not all powerful. I think that's what I'm learning right now is that there is a lot of blowback using this. I'm talking to Baldi right now. Baldi, you find a way to, to keep her from getting harmed. Baldi completely ignores you and stares intently at um, uh, Susan. Let's stress this a little bit further. I want to look back through the, uh, the power of the well, and I want to see the rune being created and laid upon this person. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking back 10,000 years. Hmm. Would he be resistant to this? Uh, no, I don't think so. It might be that I can't see back before the rune was created, or the well was created. You can. You absolutely can. You can, you can go there. But I believe it will count as an, uh, a routine test for corruption. Okay. So basically, I just check. Yes. The, uh, the little circle next to routine. And I have to have a routine, a difficult, and a challenging to up it? Difficult or challenging. Okay. Okay. Same, similar stuff happens again. But now, uh, you know, with, the, with the, the colors and the dirt and everything and the sounds and the weirdness and the, the speaking in tongues backwards. And, uh, but now there's a rumble over everything. And it's, it's like you are... Uh, you're standing in the middle of an earthquake or something. Uh, the ground shakes, and there's kind of a weird piercing ringing in your ears, uh, as you know, temporarily at least, while um, while Susan is is you know focusing the power here. I haven't described it this session, but um, this kind of like 
emanating invisible wave, these waves emanating invisibly from out, out from this cube, um, they take on a stronger, uh, they become stronger, right? So you're almost buffeted by them uh, as you're standing there. Not to the point of falling over, but, uh, you know, like somebody walking past you at a comfortable pace and, and bumping into your shoulder. So Susan, you swoop back and you experience uh, the past like you have never, you couldn't possibly imagine, right? You are being carried on a, on a bier by masked, uh, naked servants or wizards. You're not sure. It's a torch-lit stone underground. They place a mask on your face. They take you to a, to a, a, a vault, um, which seems to have been shaped or carved or, or covered in completely in jade. So it's like dark greenish uh, and glinting from the torchlight. There's a woman there that doesn't have your colors, you know, skin color, eye color, hair color, but she looks, she looks like she could be uh, your sister. And she is decked in, in this kind of, if you, if you were to mix up Mesoamerican and Mesopotamian ancient garbs, you know, you would get something like this, which she's wearing. You know, there are some ornaments. Uh, there's some ivory. Um, she's wearing a lot of gold. She speaks in an unfamiliar language. You don't understand the words, but you seem to understand, but you do understand some of the symbols she is painting on your body as you're lying there on the bier, motionless. Like you feel like you should be able to move, but you can't. Uh, you feel paralyzed as if by poison or some spell. And you get the feeling that you are not willing. Uh, this is an unwilling experience. You're forced into this. The symbols spell out part of a complex ritual, which is to essentially make you, well, the living dead. Uh, you will cease to be a part of the fabric of life, constantly outside of it, but constantly part of it, like never moving on. It's a bit like ripping your, your spirit out of your body and then putting it back into your living body. So your living body is there, but it's kind of in stasis-ish. But your soul is kind of separate, separated. Uh, your spirit is separate, separated. And you're now, therefore, always kind of in between. Um, you're not entirely physical. You're not entirely dead. You can see both worlds. You can experience both worlds. And this slowly becomes to, you know, becomes to, uh, becomes apparent as, as the ritual progresses. And there are people dancing around, striking bells all around you. It, it's a little diffuse, but they all seem to have like death masks and shit on. Then they bring out this rune, right? And now in this context, you understand that it means custodian, sacrificial custodian. You, this is the keeper. This is the sacrifice that keeps the well. This spirit separation is the rune. Is there an object like a phylactery that would take the spirit? Uh, no, this is a complete change of nature. It's a, it's a ritual spell changing the nature of the person, very, the very nature right, of the spirit and body. To my understanding, there is no dispelling this. No, it's, it's uh, I mean, in a way, the body is the phylactery, but at the same time, the body isn't subject to time and where and Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how many times we shoot it, he's going to be unchanged. Yeah, Th this is an eternal being, unfortunately. You know. uh, he's kind of cursed to be the same way as he is. He'll, he'll never learn, other than the fact that he seems to all have all knowledge of all times, always. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing left to learn. Yeah. Nothing left to surprise him. Yeah. 
I mean, he, I mean, the other than, than the disdain for having been treated this way, he doesn't seem to feel much. Then uh, we'll make our last itch ever. Oh, finally, 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 finally. Uh, you, you see this man, the, this figure, you yourself, you see yourself be interred. They take you to, to uh, out in a corridor, and there's a, there's a kind of a, uh, a sense of passing of time. And now you are in this room, this very room, but it's in at the height of its glory. There's gold on the walls, uh, paint gold, vivid colors. There's a congregation of robed uh, mystics, presumably, probably nobility. You would guess from from the way they are they are dressed and garbed, and you know they have very fanciful stuff on. It doesn't look like ritual so much as station. And you are interred beneath the stones between all these pillars, right, under the well. And you can see all of these nobles putting gold, ivory ornaments, jewelries in a, an ornate, modest chest. And you, you see them uh, carry it behind you, perhaps to the, um, the altar, which is behind the cube if you, if you come down the stair and into this room. But you don't see what happens to it or where it is. And that's that. Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Check the altar, behind the altar, maybe even break the altar. There may be treasure hidden in that area. Head over there. I'll give you a hand, Crawley. Now, you said there was like a clay body on the altar from last time? Uh, yeah, there's a body that uh, has some kind of, um, I mean, it looks ancient. Remains of cloth. The bones are very old, kind of dirty. Oh, oh. There's shards of pottery and like the odd little golden coin, but it seems like it's been sort of uh, pawed over already. So the odd coin goes in my pocket. Moving dirt stuff, like is there something underneath here or? Isn't a search skill, is there? I know there's a scavenging skill. Observations finding traps. Yeah, or hidden characters. That's not what you're looking for. I think uh, scavenging and, and loot-wise and such is usually if you're looking for particular things. But I think this is probably a, a straight perception test if, if you guys want to like give it a serious once-over. It's not just the altar that is big enough to, to accommodate a um, five-foot-seven skeleton uh, and some stuff. Uh, there's also a broad, tall kind of standing stone behind it with carved symbols in the in the this weird like pictogram language that Bonham has been studying. I uh, I got perception of three. I think you have the better perception, am I correct? Right, but does that mean then he has to do it? Uh, yes, the worst the worst is the person who uh who rolls and um if you're if someone else is better then they can help. All right. Uh yeah, so I got one and yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I haven't given you an obstacle. I haven't given you st- stakes. <laughs> don't, rush, don't rush into it. <laughs> you may want to keep your art or, or spend them here or whatever. First of all, really taking a, a, a solid look around the altar. I think it's not super difficult. It would require concentration for sure and focus. So three would be maybe the base obstacle. You know you should be looking for something here possibly. So I'm going to give you a, an advantage die. And you may want to consider working carefully, uh, which will increase the search time, but it will give you an, an additional advantage die. 
Hey, we got nothing but time, right? But if you do work carefully and you don't get, get a success here, then I'm obliged to bring something in as, a, as an event that will happen because you took extra time focusing here. Yeah, because there's a room above us full of ants right now. Okay, so that gives me a total of three modifiers. So you, you do choose to work carefully? Yes. And I will spend an argument on this because, hey, I want treasure. Perception tests are only recorded if they are successful. Ta-da! Together, taking your time, the two of you notice that there are, there are some very kind of obscure-looking, semi-hidden sections of this altar, which appears to be of stone, that have, well, for lack of a better term, it seems to have buttons. Like, part of it seems to be like you're supposed to push these things. And pushing them, there are like six of them in all, uh, in total, in different, on different portions of the, the altar. You hear a, a kind of a rumbling clicking sound from up top, like the top portion of the altar has something's happened there. You hear like a click or, or like a rumbling click. It's not exactly a good description, but there's a stony sound of something shifting, some mechanism shifting high up in the... Make sure not in the way of any dropping stones or... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you take a step back and like wait for something to happen, but nothing happens. And then maybe you realize that, oh, it looks like maybe there's a gap now between what seems to be a like a slab that is on top of the altar uh, that you didn't see before. Uh, you didn't see that it was separate before. Uh, but now it has like released itself. If we push, you sure can try. Yeah, give me give me a an ob three uh, power test. Well, I have power four. What's your power? Four. Want us both do it, or or one help the other? It will count for both of you. So whoever rolls, if you succeed, uh, no problem. You get the thing off. Uh, if you don't, you may not reach everything in there. Ob three. Uh, obstacle three. Yes. Heave. Oh, two sixes, but I don't need to re-roll those because push that thing over. Now you're getting close to treasure. Now Satan is uh, like, yes, yes. <laughs> Use it for sin. <laughs> you push off um, the lid, uh, the, the top stone, uh, which seemed, seemed to be so closely sealed you couldn't see it, right? You couldn't see that it was separate. And it comes off, it falls down, you know, the, the remains fall off, kind of half crushed under the... Under the <laughs> Thousand years old? No, though they're completely crushed. But I don't think those are him because he was buried. No, right under the well. No, he's buried out elsewhere. Someone else. A strange kind of myrrh-like fragrance issues out from uh, the inside, um, and you can see what would it be? It would be some kind of um, uh, kind of like the same material that the map was made of or a similar material, some kind of heavier version, like some sort of silken samite wrap. There's a bundle in there that's about the size of uh, a crouched person. Haul that out. All right, no problem, you haul, you haul it out. It's heavy, it's heavy, and, and it appears to be more than one item. While you're doing that, while you're pillaging the, <laughs> the altar there, the turkey uh, has is limping over to, um, to Susan, he says, uh, come now, we must... We must finish what we what I began. We must seal this place. Once they get their treasure out, we'll prepare, we'll prepare the fuse. He looks at you like he is terrified uh, a little. Like he, there's, there's fanaticism that of purpose that you know, but there's also like a terror because he's looking at your hand and how the tendril is attached to you and like, okay, you. And he's it's almost like you know 
somebody walking up to you thinking you have a gun <laughs> and you're supposed you're about to shoot someone right and they're like whoa 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 let let go put put that down please I look at my hand and i'm like yeah i thought i had thought my soul had been saved but i guess not he says to you we must all live with our sins hmm well if mr godfrey and mr crowley can expedite the commission of theirs we can end this <laughs> all the sooner well while they do that could you please relinquish your your and he doesn't know what to call it i have one more thing to do and i get down on my knees and i bow before the guardian of the well and i tell him i know that no apology is ever going to be deep enough for what we did to you but nevertheless i am deeply sorry you know uh i think it's time for you to open soothing platitudes if you don't have that so <laughs> Soothing platitudes. <laughs> yeah. This, if any time, would be the appropriate time to apply that skill. We're sorry. <laughs> Not going to actually do anything, but we're sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is, what is that? Uh, it's a skill for placating angered or irksome fellows with words that say nothing but compliment everything. I feel I may have made a mistake. <laughs> This isn't like, uh, you know, looking good today, sire, or, or the Pope isn't as benevolent as you, or like, you know, useless things like that. It's more like there is no way to apologize for this. Right. But perhaps you can convey some intent, some, some willingness to acknowledge that you are, <laughs> you know, aware of, of, of the ramifications yeah. of what he's gone through, what he's had to endure. So I, you're asking me to make a check. Yes. Okay. And I have to look into how you judge obstacles when the person you're dealing with has gray shade stats. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, you know, we're not going to do anything about that for now. We'll, we'll leave it. Uh, I'll figure it out uh, in time. Better to keep the game moving. His will is six. So that's the base obstacle. My die traits are not going to be forkable here on the base humility or the mark of privilege or... I mean, you could argue that, you know, at least you show some humility. <laughs> I'll give you a bonus die for that. And I dang well better spend a persona on this. And the base obstacle is six. All right. Now, if you succeed amazingly, I think he will vouchsafe something that he wouldn't otherwise. If you don't succeed... I don't think he's going to he's going to not going to share anything more. Okay. He's going to see it as the insult that you that you saw. <laughs> you know, Quentin's actions as more or less, right? Oh. It's not going to really change cuz he he has nothing but disdain really for you. <laughs> yeah. But um it's a pretty mild feeling condition. It's not a big deal per se. There's not much you can change for the worse and he's not really in a position to start blasting you with force lightning or something. <laughs> See what you roll. Let's see if. Uh, ooh. Oh, it was an obstacle twelve. Yes, it's since it's doubled. Three ones. Yeah. Got one six, but you know. Well, I do have nine fate. It doesn't hurt to spend your fate because they'll count toward gray shading your stuff, uh -huh. right? Even if your roll doesn't succeed, if you have fate left over. Well, that was a success. He seems to look through you for a moment. 
and then he says this synod is over and he begins to fade back into the distortion what would be the uh consequence of failure if i tried to reach back to the events that i saw and prevent those ever happening prevent the opening of the well well going back that far with the changes that would make would be i mean it would be world changing con continental changes yeah that would possibly break the world <laughs> you know you would possibly very likely be ensuring that none of you would be alive and then you have to ask yourself the question if if the sacrifice of all the people that would possibly not live are commensurate with the the cost that this sacrifice had to you know pay then conversely what are the consequences of declaring this is the end of the well like magically stopping the well from going forward from this point in time just closing the well in our present day instead of closing it at the beginning well since you don't have an understanding of how the well works a functioning understanding of how the well works it's not really within your power to stop it right to dismantle it okay you could seal it you could hide it you could obscure it from others but yeah you'd have to research this to understand actually how to how to disable the thing one thought crosses my mind you know meta gaming cuz we did ask this question last time so if you can't close it now can you just run it forward until it stops working it's never i release the sustained spell all right <laughs> you sure you're 100% <laughs> well i'm not really seeing any good ways to uh there are some runes on the other side of the wall there that you let's go look okay so you you finally relinquish it and uh you know you can see the turkey breathe a <laughs> take a breath release a breath a sigh of relief that's breathe a sigh of relief and maybe that's how you say it anyway so uh he kind of limps after the turkey limps after you where wherever you're headed i don't know if you're paying attention but he's casting the odd glance back at at the doorway uh and the charges he put there as he is but he's not going that way to camp and tend that wound do you say that yes it does not appear to be too bad now that he takes his hand off and like yeah it, it, you know the bullet didn't even enter his leg <laughs> oh good just don't want it to fester i wasn't trying to kill him no i can appreciate that now i under under my breath go i was now you can see uh crowley and and um wilton lifting this thing out of the the hollow shrine and like this it's this big biggish yeah wrap so the truth is be careful you never know what devilry is hidden down here. Dagger out, cut open, unwrap it. You know, <laughs> it's like super expensive cloth, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm stopping before he does that. Say, like, wait, 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 wait. This thing's valuable. Don't. And I can't time stop him, like I was kind of thinking about doing. What? It's worth money. Just make a dress off or something. You stop it from from destroying the the yeah. fabric, and you and you unwrap the thing and you see several bundles you see first of all a uh, like what seems to be like a um, stone chest it's kind of moderately sized uh it has what appears to be intact wood and um you know fiber uh, forest fiber plant fiber uh, thongs holding the lid close to the top 
there's also a bundle which seems to be like old uh like an old oblong leather bundle it's about the length of a cutlass and i think there's also like a um, there's another bundle that that is about the size of a head reach out and touch the cutlass size one does it feel like it's a sword or does it feel like a limb uh, there appears to be something solid inside, but it appears to have also a lot of stuffing or, or padding or wrapping inside. I'll look at the how it's tied up. Is it just tied or is it like sealed tied? Yeah, wrapped and tied with, with thongs. Eh, I saw untying it. You can try the head. Look at these things. Get them out and look at them later. Maybe it's a better idea to get out of here before we start unwrapping our presents. I'll pick up the couple size one and shove it into my belt. It's a little thicker than your belt will allow. <laughs> oh come on! I, I can undo. I, I can undo a knot. You can undo it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can. I can fit it in there, so it fits in there, so I have, don't have to actually have to carry it. Sure. Pick up the head size one and hand it to um, Turkey. Here, you carry this. He does not uh, collect it from you. Uh, he shakes his head and says. It were better we leave all of these things down here. Not only are they surely cursed, but making our way back through the creatures upstairs with heavy loads is not a smart idea. Trying to make our way back that way. Well, maybe we should open that chest and take out whatever is valuable. Then we don't have to carry that chest. Or stash it in the next room. I don't know. I just, you wanted me to read the thing. I'll read the thing. Read the thing. I guess if she's taking time to read the thing, then we can do some unwrapping. Or move it into the next room. Yes, yes, you could. Whichever you prefer. Well, the next room is up the stairs where the ant is, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. But the charges are down here, not up there, so you'd be more likely to be able to get back to it. Are there handles on that stone chest? Um, I think the, the frame, the the wood that's holding the, the lid and the chest together is has, you know, essentially grips. Uh, I think they're, they're all like uh, plant fiber grips. We can carry that up to the room upstairs, maybe past it, because, you know, if we set those charges off, that room may collapse, too. It and the, the round object will just take the covering that's wrapping them, wrap them up again. You lift one and I lift the other, carry them. That sounds like a plan. So you're not going, actually going through what, what everything contains. It's no. more like you're collecting them. Okay. Meanwhile, um, Susan, mm-hmm. give me a five symbology. You just love those, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I'm not sure I've ever, have I ever, no, I've got two difficult smart, but I'm like, I don't know that I've ever actually succeeded in a symbology test. No, you haven't. <laughs> so I've got to start looking for forks. Also, can Turkey help you? He might help you. Uh, I'll I'll let you know how later, but you can certainly get two helping dice from Turkey. Okay, two helping dice. I'll inform you how he helps when you when you roll. Sorcery forkable here. Kind of depends on the subject matter. No. Okay, sorcery is not forkable. Actually, yes, since we established that this was a sorcerer's language. Okay. The symbols are 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 attached to the sorcery. Okay. You don't think the intent? Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, if you succeed, uh, you'll you'll get you'll understand a little more about what this place maybe is or is supposed to be. If you uh, don't, then um, well, I'm 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 gonna do something fun. I am spending a persona, and the base of is five, four versus five. There are three sixes. Let's spend 
a fate also. The devil wants us to know. Yeah, it does. <laughs> two fours. Oh, two more successes. Okay. So you start to uh, look at the symbols, right? And maybe opine what they might be, mm-hmm. what it might be saying. And your first theory is that they are describing the occupant uh, that was maybe it wasn't actually the right occupant right but it was like a like a custodian of the custodian that was left here and when the next custodian died they would put the new custodian here and they would throw away the the remains of the previous one this being a custodian uh, chosen from the nobility i'm not talking about the custodian of the the sacrifice right and i think the turkey pipes up that no this this symbol i have seen used by the clergy in among the sovereign lands it is not uh this is not a uh like a like a an honorary thing this is a self-aggrandizing this must be a founding this isn't actually the person like the custodian it says something like uh you know here here uh lies the honored sacrifice of um something you can't translate probably a name and some of the names are difficult to figure out. Like, you know, what, what, what do they mean? Basket, basket, uh, songbird, fish. But it's it's a plaque honoring whoever made the well. And whoever made the well has made regular sacrifices to show that they are, you know, it's it's uh, the symbol he talks about, the turkey talks about, is, is related to making votive sacrifices. And so they have been, whoever started this, probably a family, right created this well they have been making regular sacrifices of their prized slaves down here and it doesn't honor the slave it honors the person sacrificing their slaves you know look how great we are who sacrifice our property for maintaining this power or how for how maintaining the housing of this this power source or you know this this place there you go <laughs> it's fitting that they fell <laughs> yeah well let them be buried in their ignominy. <laughs> Prepare the fuse. Let's go. <laughs> Prepare the fuse. <laughs> you know, this was one of my most valuable servants. May he rest well in my glory. Look how magnanimous I am to sacrifice him. So is Mr. Wiggle still upstairs? Yes, the uh, the ant is still there. You think it might be slowly, slowly dying. So you can all exit out here. And, of course, it's still dark. So you say it felt like an earthquake. Are there any stones, anything fallen over, anything collapsed? Nope. Everything looks like it did before, other than ants being in different positions. Let's wait. Do you wait and let uh, let the turkey do his thing, or do you leave him here and, and, and hustle? Uh, like, what, what do you do? Hold the, the booty up and say, like, don't just go blowing stuff up right now. Let's Let's see what we got here. Let's unwrap our packages. Okay. I'll pull that cutlass size thing out and start undoing the, the thongs or cut. Now, if you're up here with the ant, remember that it, the, the lighting is very vague, so you won't necessarily see very clearly. You would have to either fetch lanterns upstairs, the lantern upstairs, or did you bring your lantern down? I think we each have a lantern. Their bullseye lantern. But... If you turn them on down here, you can at least have a look at what you're looking at. Undo the thongs on the cutlass size one, and what's inside? Yeah, so the turkey just shakes his head. He goes down and keeps 
he, he starts making sure that the charges are the way they are supposed to be while you're doing this. Assistance he requires. So the the cutlass length uh, oblong wrap uh, reveals something that uh, something that looks like a sword. Uh, it looks like an ancient sword, kind kind of like a long, slim uh, Greek copus, where the hilt is uh, an ivory kind of um, is carved to be the kind of the shape of a like a seahorse, where the seahorse head forms the back portion of the half finger guard, right? That those swords have. The blade is very weird. It's at first you think it's oh, it must be black and steel, but then you realize wait, wait, this isn't steel. It looks more like glass. That doesn't work. Totally, totally, totally weird. It might be obsidian, but it gives the impression. Actually, if you see this bottom, the material will remind you immediately of the um, the idol of the crawler. Yes, the idol, the little crawler idol. Like it, it you, you're pretty sure it's the same material or technique or whatever it is. It's it's the kind of like craft that shouldn't be possible. But there you go. Look over at the dying ant, and I look at the sword, look at the dying ant, smile, go over and see if I can behead it. I guess that's uh, an obstacle one. Um, let's see how you, how well you do. Sword. Success. How many successes did you get? Just one. I still do it. Uh, oh, roll another die, by the way. Three. So no success? No. Well, it kind of it twitches when you're when you bring the blow down, but... It still cuts almost entirely through the back of this thing's head. Wipe off the gore. What, what the hell are you doing? That ancient priceless. That's going to bring us a lot of fair. Why, why risk damaging it on some stupid ant? Do a flourish and then stick it in my belt. No, it's mine. No, it's not yours. You, your share of this treasure is not that much. <laughs> so you stick it in your belt. It cuts halfway through your belt when you when you like moves it when you move it down. Your pants fall down around your ankles. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, it doesn't actually cut the belt off. It just cuts uh, like a like a V in your in <laughs> in your belt top, right? Okay. I need to get something that just won't cut. Yeah, it has a it has a sheath. A a um. You can keep everything else, Crowley. Everything else you can keep. We have a crew and we have a manor. For distributing shares. Yep. I lost a sword. And with your share, you will be able to buy many swords. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about this. Anyway, it's safer here. Uh, it has a, a, a scabbard. Ah. Oh. It has some kind of odd cloth lining inside of it, but the outside appears to be chagrin, like shark leather. Put it back in the, in the, in the hilt and hang it off my damaged sword belt. I'm carrying it, all right? I'm carrying it. It's easier to carry it this way than in that pouch. What's 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 in the and I point to the head size thing. What's that? Ancient bowling ball. <laughs> you if you unwrap it, you find uh some like ivory ornaments that you think may be meant to be part of somebody's headdress. It's kind of like a complex set of uh, you know, chains with uh, with ivory ornaments supposed to depend down in your forehead and along the sides of your face and it's probably something for a woman and there's also like a, a, a pretty sizable pouch of uh, various um precious gems precious stones wrap that up take like some of the thong strings like tie it around so i can depend it around my shoulders or something 
Now the chest. Uh, the lid and the and the. The chest itself is is held together with a kind of, of a wooden frame, which is wrapped uh, kind of tight with the plant fiber that somehow works. If we cut fiber, does it will the chest just come apart? Yes. If you if you work at the fibers and try to untie them, um, you could probably re reattach the lid and carry it. I think we wait till we get this on ship because if we don't do it right. Yeah, whatever's inside is going to go everywhere. We're not uh, planning to carry it with us at the moment, right? Because it's the biggest, heaviest thing that would be difficult to lug through the forest while we're dodging ants. It would be more difficult to sneak around with it, but you and you and Wilton would be able to carry it without a huge problem. I mean, you'd have to stop occasionally, take a break, but it's not an immovable thing. All right, then we well, well, do that. Uh, Sabo, do you want to carry that cloth? Yeah, just a moment. How's it coming with the monsieur and the and the charges? Yeah, he seems to be coming up um, the stairs with a fuse. Looks like we're ready, monsieur. I just look at him and go, let's hope your luck with the gunpowder is better than mine. Smiling at him after I tried to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look over at Crawley, grab one end of the chest. Let's get this out of this room. Yes, sounds good. My lady, would you come with us? I made a promise, and I strike the flint and steel and light the fuse. Hmm, I think. I have to, I have to open fire making. No, no, I don't think so. I'm going to say yes to that. <laughs> but, but... Yeah, I'm probably gonna say yes to that other thing as well. So, okay, you strike the flint. You can hear you can hear the turkey muttering a prayer, uh, and the fuse lights. And I guess you guys hustle out of there. Yeah, there's a muted boom and a rumble. <laughs> it's the sounds of falling stones, and there's like a bunch of dust that comes rolling up out of the out of the the house you just exited. And now we have to sneak past all the ants. Yeah. Returning to the camp or somewhere safe, unmolested, is probably going to be ob four, because you're hauling things, you've drawn attention to yourselves. I'll look over at Turkey. Hey, you got in with the Almighty. Tell the ants to bugger off. I think the only reason <laughs> he does what you suggest, or some semblance of it, is that he probably has better chances with you than on his own. <laughs> so, um, like the, you can see that it's like, uh, it, it, it's not something he prefers to do, but. Hold your tongue. I rebuke you for your blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, uh, he sighs, he looks around and, um, crosses himself and he says something to the tune of, like, all maker, let your hand obscure us, uh, from our enemies, the beasts of the field, and so forth and so on. Two successes. Wonderful. Successes. He only rolls well against us. <laughs> Let me to check something real quick. The spell failure of the NPC will kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here's here's the thing. If it's only a boon, that's a two. It isn't a boon. He's intended something else. Actually, uh, well, I'm not going to say what he intended, but he did not succeed. Uh, however, he he turns to you and he says that this is all I can do. Uh, the rest now is in the hands of the maker, and perhaps you start to hustle out. Yeah. yeah. So who's got the worst stealth? And 
as you move out of the you know excavated ruins you can see ants worker ants just sitting there or standing there and their feelers are kind of moving right like they're watching you but they're not doing anything they're not rushing away they're just watching you like a you know like they're watching a procession down main street of a city and um something in your stomach susan begins to turn like something something knots in your stomach like there's a familiar sense of of power here he has certainly drawn the eye of some divinity but it is not surely the maker and it's a familiar feeling it's a very similar feeling to when you got the mark of the crawler on your hand a devil's power is at work the crawler wants to punish us no see see they 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 wait and and let us and give us leave Surely the maker is on our side, says Sister Turkey. <laughs> You're of a different opinion, but yeah. <laughs> you go test that for us there. Can you sneak faster, Carly? The turkey's like, there's no need to, to sneak. They will let us pass. And he starts striding out. It's a trap. He starts striding out himself. Okay, we can use him as a distraction, maybe, while they're eating him. <laughs> yeah, stick to the shadows. Yeah. We'll let him stride out there right in front of him, and we will try to sneak. <laughs> the obstacle now is going to be six for, for stealthy. Now the ants are alerted to you in a supernatural way. <laughs> they know where you are. They've seen you. They have taken notice. They have been commanded, <laughs> if you will. You can still attempt to give them the slip, right? But it's going to be harder. Well, I think the worst stealth has to roll then, right? And we have two folks learning stealth. Yep. And I think you both have, have agility four, right? Or speed. It's speed, right? My ability and speed are four. Same here. So do, can we get any help from Crowley? Because he has... Yes, you can. Crowley can help. I'm the one carrying a chest. So obviously I should be the one rolling because I'm the one that actually is most encumbered here of us sneaking. So if you don't succeed, you are going to be herded by the ants to where they want you. If you do succeed, you do give them the slip. And the turkey's on his own. Do we get a bonus die for the turkey being a distraction? No. I'm having another moral conundrum here. <laughs> I'm thinking about going with him. Hey, hey, God's taking care of him. Made peace with his maker. Let him make peace with his maker. I'm going to spend one art on this as well. No, I, we need another plan because you are not going to succeed this way. There is no chance of you succeeding. What's the base again? Three? No, the obstacle is six, double to 12. You're never getting 12 successes. Still got a roll. No. Only if you attempt to sneak away. Yeah. Then you have to roll. I could attempt to sneak. I'd have a slightly better chance of making it. I could go back to the camp. I know how close is it to morning? Maybe spend an hour here, so it's, it's mid, middle of the night. Is there a building we can slip into? Hold up in while you sneak off? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, you guys. Hold up, I sneak, I get the the crew, the cannons. We go with the original plane, blast blast our way through the ants to get you guys out. My mess, we'll go in this we'll go in that building over there, what's left of it anyway. Nearest building, I guess we go into. That idea is good idea. So yeah. Weather worker. Oh no. <laughs> What could go wrong? Everything. Everything could go wrong. I can falcon skin 
and fly myself out of here. I can do weather worker and bring up a storm to disrupt and scatter the ants. Which sounds more fun. Weather worker. Weather worker does sound fun. So you just sort of stop and you start gesturing in the start gesturing in that way and I'm sort of looking at you going, Oh crap. Yeah. I'm sure that while I'm being foolish, Crowley should be able to sneak out. So I'd let him do his thing first. Keep in mind, um, it isn't storming. So the best you could do would be to change three steps on the natural effects scale, which would still be like a, a storm. That's if you got, uh, let's see. You have some nice obscuring fog or something. Ooh, that would be good. That would be more doable considering the, the wet. Um, We're near the ocean as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He natural effect. Cosmetic minor effects. A wind that kicks up dust, candlelight, a spark ripples on water. Up to three over palpable effects. Damage to trees and houses from wind. A campfire. A light bright enough to illuminate a room. Dangerous and rough surf. So uh, obscuring fog would fall into which one of those? I'd say it's probably small incidental to minor, maybe. So like one or two over. Success would be the bare minimum. It would it would be a little misty. It wouldn't do much. You really need one one over or better if you want a meaningful fog, right? Obscuring fog. This is a five spell. You'd need six successes or better. There's bad idea is good idea, and there's impractical. I'm trying to figure out which one this is. Uh, is there a test you need to advance sorcery? Well, let's see. I need... It says three routine, two difficult, one challenging. No, it's a three, right? You have three sorcery? Yes. So that means you need uh, the routine and either of the two categories of difficult. Either of the two, so I need a routine. Okay. Which you could only really get with this spell if you had other sorcerers helping you. So there's no there's no advancement reason for trying it anyway. I could try to falcon skin and fly out, or I could go with him and fear if necessary. Yep. Yeah, but if you're going with me, you're stumbling about, or it's going to cause it to be noted. With the mystery. No, no, no. You're... you're... We're going in. We're going in that building over there. He's he's following his own path. You have a different path to follow. Is this how um, Susan feels? It's wrong for the commander to stay back and just throw the soldiers away. It's wrong to send men to their deaths and not lead from the front. Our commander's in the camp. I'm going with him. I'm, I'm going to reach on grabber. I'm just going to be slipping away while... Uh... Sure, sure. So they're talking, and you yeah. you sneak off. Okay. So same obstacle for you. It's obstacle six, stealthy. This is where I maybe need to be altering a belief or writing a belief here. Thanks circumstances are... Yeah, go for it. And I'm going to be altering mine to instead of the well, to the ruins. So I think I, I must return to the crew to get help to save Wilton and Sawbones. All right. Um, I changed my second belief to I must make sure the relationship escapes from the ruins, which is a bit more because right now she's trying to commit suicide. I mean, semantic differences. Trying to save the monsieur. So I think uh, you've both essentially stated your, your arguments here, right? And you're probably going back and forth more than 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 this, but uh, we should really take it to a to a, the dice. Yeah. 
So if Wilton is trying to influence you and you are adamant you're not going to change your mind, then it's simply Wilton versus Wilton's persuasion or whatever he's attempting versus Susan's will. Uh, I got learning, learning persuasions. So that would be an OG5 uh, beginner's luck persuasion test. Lovely. We'll definitely spend art on this. You should be rolling at least because you're trying to convince her. Even if you don't succeed, you can take other actions later. Two sixes. Spend that fate. You're not getting another six successes. Nope. <laughs> two ones. You get two sixes and then it's like the other way around. <laughs> five versus four, correct? Mm, no, it was your four versus the obstacle five. Well, that's a challenging. My will goes up. Ta-da. So. I don't succeed. Yeah, you, you lay out your arguments and, and, I mean, Susan, you can tell tell me how Susan acts in, in defiance of that. Of course, you and your station, I wouldn't expect to understand that I must not abandon the people I've made the promises to. Or, you know, I, I can prob- she can probably say it better than I can. My commitments, and I'm going to get him out alive. Uh, I'll step forward. No, and I'm going to try to cold cock her. And that's when we jump over to Crowley, who's trying to sneak away, right? I think this is where I need to spend the deed to double my uh, stealth. Could be a good idea. I'm getting the most out of it. Yeah. Ooh. But thankfully, I have a call on trait where I can reroll all those traitors. Excellent. So that's four traitors. Five traitors. So you have five and a six. And a six. You can spend a fate. Okay. Yeah, I'll spend a fate. The devil has definitely abandoned me on this roll, though, because that's one six out of all those dice. I was kind of hoping for a few more. Kind of working on some other pirates right now. <laughs> but he lets me squeak by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he knows you'll do it. <laughs> you only need the one six. <laughs> Probably he's a little annoyed that you you made use of your uh, your the the bonus of saving the crew from the possible pain and anguish of that that uh, lefty lesage would have inflicted on the crew but all the all the sins we're going to indulge in with the money <laughs> yeah okay have one six <laughs> <laughs> cool you do you do succeed somehow like uh, these these ants these worker ants particularly they're they're standing around they're looking at you they're they're moving they're little following you so how how do you manage to like circumvent them and get around them and, and get off scot-free to the back to camp. You know, I maybe do the, the old old trick, throw a rock and it disturbs some some of the brush and they get her over there so that I can run the other way. And then uh, I spot the turkey walking by one and I wait till he passes and they, they kind of follow him and I can use him as a distraction to get me by some other ones. Uh, we established that, that uh, there are enough of them looking in different directions that you, you can't really use other people as distractions. And they're not really concerned with rocks, but you probably notice when you start throwing, like they, they're not moving. They're like they're laser focused on you, right? But they don't seem to be moving. They seem to just stand there waiting, you know, like guards at attention. And they're not everywhere. Try to observe their their pattern of where they are and where they aren't. and. Make sure I go where they aren't. Yes, if you if you like, uh, go deeper into the ruins and then like take some notes of uh, mental notes of where they are. You can you can very narrowly squeeze by them without them noticing. 
maybe we have a shot of me like swinging over them or something, <laughs> using the, some vines to swing over them. <laughs> Once we get into the jungle, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> or we see a a bush suddenly sprout legs and walk and then back down again. I think that's <laughs> a little too much uh, Looney Tunes. <laughs> But yeah, totally using the, using the trees and going over them or around them. That, that. climb up uh, one of the buildings like near the near the edge and like jump over to a tree and grab a vine and swing over and that kind of they lose track of me. Perfect. So you make it out, and then here's the whatever you're attempting to do here, um, Wilton. Basically, if not cold cocker, just grab her and you're force me to use my belang pin. Grab her and just try to drag her away from him. Basically, if I can't convince her with words, convince her with my strength. Just grab her and drag her. So is that brawling or is that just straight up power or what? If you're just grabbing and, and controlling, then it's power. I'm just grabbing. I'm not trying to hurt her. And that's against what? Her power? Well, it depends on what Susan does. Blaying pin will be my second resort. I'm just trying to uh, slip grip. Okay, so um, speed then. My speed's four. And my my power is four, so it's one six. What the hey? It's been a it's been a fate on that. Well, I mean, she's gonna have to roll. It's a versus test. Oh, it's a versus test. So I roll two, or should I wait until she rolls to roll my fate, the spin fate, and re-roll and roll die? You should probably see how many successes she gets. Okay, three successes. Spending that fate. Oh, yep, keep rolling. Yeah. Oh, so okay. we tie. So ties go to the defender. So she slips out of my grasp. Unless you have a call on trait for power. Is Bruce power and brawling, or is it just brawling? Just for brawling. So yeah, she slips out of my grasp. So yeah, uh, Wilton tries to tries to grab you, and you and you slip slip the grip. I go after her, pulling the sword out, going, "Okay, if she's going to danger, then I'm going by by God defend her." Did you take off, <laughs> Susan, or or what do you do? Sure. So uh, the two of you catch up to the turkey pretty soon. I mean, the turkey's walking calmly uh, in the direction he thinks is right, avoiding the ants, but it's at the same time being kind of herded by them. A devil directs them, I think. No, they are definitely leading you into a trap. No, no, no. This is the work of uh, the maker. I am sure of it. Why else would they not run or attack or call for one of their, um, their warriors? I would have to imagine their warrior is waiting for us. As you say that, a huge shape appears uh, out of the darkness. It is a warrior ant, and it has, it looks strange. Like, it looks, um, it has a much darker carapace. Uh, It has these, like, yellowy striations on it, uh, on the carapace. And it has a strange uh, kind of... Uh, you know what they're called. The wasps have them, the stingy stinger on the back uh, thorax, uh, back body. Oh. And it seems to be dripping a little with, with something see-through. And it lowers uh, kind of its head somewhat low, and it starts to chew the ground in front of it and rip out little like tufts and um, bits. And you can see... It's making what appears to be a kind of very sloppy, ancient symbol of, of, of like Uru sorcery symbolism, like sacrifice on him. Sacrifice. It does intend to kill us. 
it's it seems to be waiting. It does not seem to be like preparing to pounce. Interpose myself between her and uh, and Didon and go oh, convince it of your righteousness. He looks down at what it's doing. He does not appear to understand what what it means. So uh, he says, "See, it is carving the hmm. I don't know that symbol." Did we see this on the on the stone above the altar? No, I, I think I think this is this is referencing your own schooling. You understand that this is this is a symbol for sacrifice. He's right in front of me, correct? Yep. I lean back and give him a good push with my foot. <laughs> so your power versus his his speed, and it's gonna be just his body's normal response of like, oh, what's happening? I don't want to fall over, right? So should I wait let you roll first to see if yeah, I show sure. the other? He has two successes. Gotta be a two. Ooh, any sixes? No sixes, but I do give him a shove. Yeah, you give him a bit of a shove. Uh, he has good enough balance to be able to stop himself from stumbling straight ahead into the the thing. Like he takes half a step forward and he, and he turns around and, and uh, barks at you. What do you think you're doing? Sacrifice. Slice with my sword. Oh, okay. <laughs> My new sword. Now it's going to be sword versus speed. <laughs> Still not going to spend yard on this. Uh, add a die. Bonus die. Two. No, no sixes. Oh, the devil. Oh. Devil loves him. So one and three sixes. And uh, so he gets a four. Yeah, he deftly sidesteps. He barely moves, and you end up swinging past. Right, Susan. What do you do? Let's give him a crack across the. St- wrist with a belaying pen. Okay. So that would be, I guess, brawling? Do I get to defend with brawling? You, I think you would get to defend with the, with your sword. I'm going to give an, ob, uh, not an obstacle, a, a bonus die, since it's ca- kind of coming out of nowhere and you you just missed. Yeah. But you're not new to fencing or fighting. So she's doing beginner's luck, I think, brawling, right? Damn. So whatever successes you roll, it's going to be doubled either way. So I got sword of, sword of four. So I got a four. You probably smack uh, his wrist, uh, Susan, but uh, he is not disarmed. Just a slap on the wrist. Yeah. He braces his arm, you know, in time to, to delay, right? So so you don't hit where you intended to hit. For difficulty, that's two versus two? Since this is kind of a series of, uh, of um, interchanges with the sword, uh, you get to record the hardest test. So. Oh, the hardest one was his, his dodge. The turkey uh, mouths something like, play with your devil's betrayer, and he gives you a shove in the direction of the, of the big ant. Do you mean he moved to, to the side of me then? or? Yeah, I mean, he's he's moving around. He's, he has enough successes to be able to essentially put himself where he wants. So I'm going to resist that. So it's speed, I guess. You roll your speed. He's going to roll his power to see where we end up here. Oh. Two successes. Oh, dear. Any sixes? No. We see you tumbling toward the ant, uh, right? The big black, blackish, white striated uh, with the stinger and its head rising up and its mandibles opening to receive you. And then we cut to, hard cut to Crowley returning to camp with the pirates standing around guarding the cannons. Uh, before I got there, I probably like took one of the like, small jewelry pieces out of the the thing and then put the rest back in my pack just in case I, I need to show some treasure. All right. Come in to, to camp and I go, 
All right, everybody, uh, let's uh, start getting prepared for we're ready at first light. We found treasure. Wilton and Sawbones are taking care of it right now, but they couldn't make it past the ants. So we need to get everybody, get the cannons ready so we can blast our way in there so we save them and the treasure. Hmm. All right. If you wave the treasures about, we'll give you an advantage eye for a persuade. All right. It's enough that, that a few of them see uh, and hear you for them to spread the message. Uh, I mean, if you want to do oratory, if you want to open it, that's fine by me, but it, it's not necessary. And I think the obstacle to get everybody motivated to the best of your ability, it, it would be three. And if you don't succeed, the morale for them in, in future <laughs> conflicts with the ads may not be the, the highest. Not terrible, but, you know, they'll be more likely to cut and run. We'll go, we'll go to Persona. Hope the devil is back on our side this time. He gave us two. Just doling them out, you know, <laughs> across the rolls. <laughs> and fate for that? Yeah. Oh, you get the successes. So the the rumor goes around. You know, a few of them see the 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 riches you're holding up. Um, you know, the jewel, the ornaments, jewelries you're holding up, and um, they hear you, and and they go off and they slap the others' backs and get everybody moving. <laughs> you know, there's treasure. You know, that kind of thing goes through through them like uh, like wildfire. I told you there'd be treasure here. Yes. <laughs> and that's where we're going to close this session. Okay, let's let's start from the bottom. Go to uh, Wilton. So I adore her, so I will do my best to show her ladyship the right way to use her powers. Yeah, didn't work out. I tried. Didn't push it so much. <laughs> Maybe she did what she wanted, generally speaking, anyway, so who knows. You said some things early on, but I don't think uh, it was to the point where there would, there would have been a conflict between you, so... We'll make sure her leadership escapes from the ruins. Uh, you certainly pushed for that very hard. Wait, find some sort of treasure and make it yours. I'd say, at least for now, that's a persona. Certainly found treasure, and you, you claimed the sword. Whether or not you get to keep it later, we'll see. <laughs> but it's a persona for that? Yes, it's, it's, it's done. I should first ask questions later. Um, didn't really come up. Slice first, but you know. You want to be general about it, you know, slicing him, try to sacrifice him, you know. I'd say that was uh, following the, the developments rather than, oh, big shape, shoot. And I am trying to rescue the fair damsel, but she's having none of it. Yeah, it's certainly, it certainly got you into trouble now, right? <laughs> so take a fate for that. And that's all that from our traits. So that's me. Okay, let's go over to bottom. So to understand the rune, I must learn all I can from Guardian of the Well. You certainly tried, yeah, but unfortunately, you were not successful in learning everything. You learned some of it, so um, you get a date for that. I mean, you're not going to reach the Guardian now. No, that's going to have to be something else next time. Uh, Mr. Godfrey persists in overstepping his bounds. I must put him in his place. I think you have tried to do that a little bit here and there, mostly by defying him. So you may have to take a more active role in 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 that uh but take a fate yeah can't time stop him <laughs> which would be great the truly noble always keep their promises i must seal the well yes you did so persona for that yay uh you certainly didn't pass up a chance at new knowledge this time and it certainly got you into trouble because the more you looked the more corrupt you got so fate you haven't exploited any small-minded cowardice as yet uh base humility got you into trouble 
So yeah. eight. I don't know if anything else really did it. I mean, I'd say I'll, I'll give you a fate for gifted as well, since I was leaning very hard into that for, for your connection to the well and it, it driving a bit of the story into a position where you ended up, you know, getting, getting corruption, for instance. Let's go to Crowley. I must deal with being the being manifesting itself so I can leave with some ancient riches. I think you worked Bonham as a go-between a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you at least struggled to get the treasure. So, and you've come away with some treasure. So I'd, I'd say that's, that's good enough for a persona. I will support Wilton as long as he supports the goals of a crew. How do you think Wilton did? He was certainly helping dig it, make sure we got treasure. Yeah. And you did sneak off and, and arrange for the crew to return. And of course, that's, that's the bottom belief as well. So, you know, I'll take, give, take a fate for belief number two and a persona for um, belief number three, since you've arranged for help now. It's going to take a little time, but, but they're going to, they're going to get there. Okay. Uh, always find somewhere unobtrusive to stand. Didn't really come up. No lying so much this time. Because the thing wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> Think any of your traits played into things or, or drove the story in a particular direction? Yeah, probably not. I think we should just go to voting. Tell me if I'm wrong. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see like a stunning uh, embodiment or mold breaker situation. Humor. You did make note of humor. Oh, yes. Uh, for Crowley. Humor for Crowley. Humor fate for Crowley. Sounds like life. Uh, okay. In that case, uh, let's do Workhorse, which is, you know, the supporting character most relied upon in a given scenario. Skills to get other people through safety, that kind of thing. And MVP is the person who drives the story to its conclusion, who shines in the last moments, and uh, about whom everyone agrees, damn, we couldn't have done it without him. Well, again, I'd, I'd vote for, for MVP. I'm going to vote for Bonham. Because, yeah, she was the driving force in this adventure, this, this definitely this time around. Got us the treasure. Shows where it was. Persona for Bonham. What about the workhorse? Well, I'd nominate... Uh... Crowley, just because he as likely will be bringing the cavalry to save you. Yeah, I'm second. Yep, I'm good with that too. All right, excellent. Persona for Crowley. Maybe, maybe actually wrap it up next time. <laughs> <laughs> any any thoughts, uh, criticisms, uh, concerns, uh, things you really enjoyed? Uh, anything at all? It's tense. It's tense. <laughs> It's always tense. <laughs> yeah, I, it was uh, a bit slow there, I think, just because um, Tad was thinking a lot. Thinking a lot about with great power, <laughs> great responsibility. Right. And now I've had a hefty dose of disillusionment, my character has. Ultimate power corrupts ultimately, and, and great, with great power comes great responsibility. You got both sides of that one. Yeah, I wish I wish I maybe had uh, been able to more cleverly uh, work in, so that you maybe had been more. The different characters would have been slightly different, you know, opposed to each other in what to do with the stuff. I mean, you had some of that going, like, oh, come on, use the well. <laughs> yeah, at least use it to get the treasure, right? So there was a little bit of that, but it would have been. Every, every session can't be the I'm hitting six beliefs at once <laughs> kind of situation. That usually feels forced when you try to do that, too. Well, sometimes there's a perfect storm of stuff 
for me, it's mostly I stumble upon the situation in play. I don't I don't sit there and pl plan out like, oh, oh, if I do this, it's going to touch upon all those beliefs, right. like four at once. Yes. Like how all those die rolls last session just kind of delivered you this neat little package. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was that was that was insane. <laughs> I was mostly thinking, you know, now that I've sealed the well, mostly Susan's arc is, as far as I could see, Susan's arc would probably be about done at that point, and that most of the spotlight would be on Crowley and others next session. It would be how, depending on how interested you are in in exploring, like, is she going to? honor her deal with Quentin in some way. Um, yeah. But it's, I mean, I think it's mostly about, you know, getting getting you out of here and back into quote-unquote civilization. I've done two promises out of three. The third one is is a later Susan problem. Yeah. All right. Well, um, it's kind of late here, so I'm yeah, going to move on. Um, so good night. Were there six shots or only four? <laughs> In all of this excitement, I seem to have lost track. I don't feel lucky. <laughs> so you're quite happy to sacrifice Wilton, okay. By this point, I am just about exasperated enough, yes. <laughs> it's the tag where I mentioned you can go to our page at sunday-skypers.podbean.com, find links to all of our episodes, links to our Facebook page and MeWe page. You can email us at sundayskypers at zoho.com. It'd also be nice if you gave us a rating or review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. And that's all I got.